Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our Simmons EU Retail Investment Strategy podcast series. I'm Catherine Weeks. I'm, on, I'm a partner in our cross-border regulatory team. Um, today, I'm joined by my fellow regulatory partners, Harold Glander from Germany and Maria Tamilla from Spain. Um, you will have heard in one of our previous episodes, we gave you an overview of the retail investment strategy or the RIS or the RIS sure how it's going to land um, but um, so do listen to that if you're coming to this fresh but today we wanted to focus um, a little bit more detail on the inducements piece so that's today's focus um, you will have, those of you that have been following this you'll know there's been a lot of chatter in the market about the propositions which have now been um, introduced in the draft directive we see kind of we want to focus today on three main chunks one is the kind of the ban the inducements ban the second is for those sleeves of the market that haven't been subject to the ban, they will still, they can't discount the impact um, of um, the initiative on their business models because they're going to have a best interest test. We'll talk a little bit about um, non-monetary benefits and then maybe give some colour, market colour. So if I just jump straight, Maria, can you just let us know what this ban is, what the ban chatter has been about and where it's landing at the moment? Yes, uh, of course. Thank you very much, Catherine. Um, to highlight first, the headline point uh, now is that the Commission is not proposing a ban on inducements for restricted investment advice. Uh, on the other hand, there is an explicit ban on inducements for portfolio management and independent advice, but this is not new. This is simply being maintained from MIFID two. What it is being proposed, however, is a second explicit ban on inducements paid from manufacturers to firms who receive or transmit orders or those who execute orders on behalf of retail clients. So therefore, the proposed new Article 24 of MIFID introduces a ban on inducements paid from manufacturers to distributors in relation to the reception and transmission of orders in relation to RTO or the execution of orders to or on behalf of retail clients. In, order, in ordinary speak, firms which are providing restricted advice will be allowed to continue to receive trail payments from product manufacturers. Um, I would like to highlight as well that those platforms dedicated to execution of orders and broker platforms supporting the execution of these orders can also be compensated out of these commission payments. And uh, just a final point to flag, um, minor non-monetary benefits not exceeding uh, 100 uh, euros or others that uh, due its uh, scale or nature are aligned with the duty to act in the best interest of the retail investors uh, will also allow if they are clearly um, disclosed. We know that this will be a significant change to how certain market participants operate and uh, this will have a major impact in those jurisdictions where their traditional business model is not based on payment made by the end clients directly. And uh, I must say that this is definitely the case of Spain where entry entities will surely have to uh, radically change their business model especially taking into account the historical uh, categorization in Spain of the activity of marketing of funds falling under RTO. You may have already said, Maria, but I think yeah. one of the important distinctions, isn't it, that where RTO is coupled with non-independent advice, that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's the pure RTO on the standalone basis. Um, but a significant change, and we expect a lot of pushback from the industry and a lot of debate as this moves 
through Trilogue. So I know it's kind of a whistle-stop tour, but that's the kind of headline headline chatter, this RTO in expansion of the kind of the ban on that RTO space, albeit with certain kind of um, certain limitations. So Harold, would it be fair to say that's it? Then, then we're fine. Everybody else can move forward and just kind of keep going as they have. Um, but I don't think that's the full case. So uh, what are they doing for those that are, for those firms that can actually retain um, commissions? What's happening there? Now, first of all, uh, uh, thank you, Catherine. Um, uh, the RTO ban uh, will have a significant impact in, in the German market because it is clearly uh, a distribution uh, used by many distributors to receive a trail commission um, for RTO services based on the um, yeah, quality enhancement test. Um, so coming to that, this test is um, under the risk, uh, would, would not apply anymore and would only or would be replaced by a best interest test um, where receiving these commissions would be allowed if you provide advice yeah, to the client. Um, so non-independent um, advice uh, to the client, but it's, another, it's a different test. So it's basically threefold. So you need to base your advice on an appropriate range of products, first limb. Secondly, um, you need to recommend the most cost-effective product from that range. And thirdly, it needs to offer at least one product with sort of, yeah, without uh, additional features that are not necessary to achieve the client's investment objective and that give rise to extra cost. So in particular, funny, speaking, the, the third limb will be very difficult for, for the industry. So in, in essence, um, we will have a ban for RTO and we have very high, uh, very high requirements for um, distribution with non-independent advice. So I think kind of a significant change or, you know, thing to watch for people. And we did, Marie did mention that minor non-monetary benefit. So obviously there are, and we have seen that, um, we, we see that in, in the UK market, and we've seen that with MIFID too, certain things that can leak in. And so it's interesting to see the commission place a figure of 100 euros per annum, not yes, per minor exactly. non-monetary benefit, exactly. or or actually, it's also I'm just reading it here, or um, an inducement is not just that level, but it's or um, uh, inducement of a scale and nature that could not be judged to impair compliance with the duty to act in best interest. But I think that hundred euros gives you a kind of a good balance as to what that might be. So equally, so Harold, for those right, those that can take, they'll still have a higher threshold on that best interest piece, and more broadly, that kind of narrowing of what minor non-monetary benefits could be. Um, so a lot um, going on. How is that landing? Just interesting because two big markets that our clients are operating in, both Spain and Germany. I mean, I know it's early days, but people have been watching. Have you guys been getting any chatter from clients, trade bodies, how it's landing, where people are, what people are thinking or, or you know, what's, what's the kind of, what's the news on the ground? 
Yeah, I would say that my concern here in Spain would be that these bonds that have been now included or proposed uh, will be also applicable to professional investors in the future. So for the moment, as long as retail are uh, impacted uh, for this uh, ban is fine. Uh, but uh, I would say that there is quite a concern in the Spanish market whether in the future this ban will be also extend it to the um, to the uh, whole uh, target of uh, clients, even if they are professional or eligible counterparties. Okay. And Harold in Germany? I mean, as already said, for fund distribution, it's a significant impact um, because simply um, the RTO route with trail is, is used uh, quite significantly. But also, secondly, if you look at the sort of neo broker market stepping out of the pure investment funds world, so um, to the whole financial instruments, um, there we have the concept of uh, being paid uh, by the execution venues for order flows. Um, so clearly, um, that would also not be permissible anymore. So the yeah, affected uh, market participants will need to find another way to get remunerated, which is likely to be from the client directly. Mm. So they might need to change their sort of zero or very low cost pricing mechanism. And there's also that kind of potential risk of actually, you know, <laughs> is there going to be a market for these exo type brokers actually? And will they look at adjusting their service and will people run to the restricted advice or kind of not run to, but kind of heavily go in there into that sleeve of the market because you can still retain your inducements on that basis. So I guess there's something the commission to watch for. And also just to say the commission, we're trying to fight a, a fight to get a full ban, but they haven't gone with there, but they have bought themselves a kind of a three year right. This is under review. So I think everybody should be mindful that they have kept their, you know, kept a, a card up their sleeve and they have said in three years we'll revisit and we might still go further. Okay, well, I think that's probably enough for now. We're doing a series, um, we'll, we'll, we're, as you'll, you'll have noticed, we're covering separate topics, but we just wanted to get the headline topics out today. We hope you found that useful and please do um, continue listening as these podcasts drop over time. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.